स्टोरीज फ्रॉम उपनिषद्स रिटोल्ड बाय अर्घ्या गोस्वामी ब्रियद अरण्यक उपनिषद फीचर्स मोस्ट ऑफ द स्टोरीज फ्रॉम द लाइफ ऑफ सेज यज्ञवल्क एंड हिज कन्वर्सेशंस विद किंग जनक विदेह I have clarified earlier in my past podcast episode that there were many Janakas throughout Indian history. Let's not get confused between King Janaka of Vidya featured in today's story and father of Sita in Ramayana. The timelines are entirely different. So definitely they are different persons as history tells us there were 52 Janakas in Vidya dynasty of Mithila. Nevertheless Today's story is based on the kind of never-ending question and answer session between the king and the sage. In Brihadaranyaka Upanishad, these conversations are recorded in chapter 4 from section 1 to 4. This specific story is featured in section 1 and 2 of the same chapter. I'll retell the other ones in a future episode. Ever since the great debates demonstrated at the symposium in the court room Yagyavalka has become a friend philosopher and guide for the king There are many instances in which either the king had called upon the sage or sometimes even sage himself went up to the king to discuss various facets of brahman Please note that King Janaka himself is established as a very learned and wise who could ask intelligent questions to the sage which he gladly responded to it was business as usual in the court room of kingdom of videha the king was busy solving people issues looking through the financial status of the kingdom when the sage yagyavalka arrived it was a customary in those days to wash the feet of the sage and offer him water and seat After doing all these the king asked the sage Oh great sage what brings you here Have you come here to win some more cattle or hear some difficult and subtle questions which you can respond to Friends note the tone of the king even though he was a king and was speaking to a sage he had the hint of personal touch of friendship it was an intended pun hidden within the conversation The king very well knew that there was no scholar in the kingdom who could actually debate Yagyavalka so he represented the fact in a more fun intended way During this Yagyavalka smiled as he understood what his friend and the king meant he replied O oh, emperor I have come here for both This is an interesting reply from the sage as he has intentionally included an element of humor in it the yogis are interested in holistic picture in terms of both materialistic and spiritualistic gains yagyavalka is a prime example of this as he is not only awakened spiritually but also wealthy materialistically remember the story in which he wins 1000 cows with 100 gold coin tied to their horns If you have not listened to it my earnest request is to listen to those four episodes for the sake of continuity Yagyavalka asked the emperor O oh emperor 
you have been fortunate to talk to many scholars and learned men i am really interested to know what did they tell you about brahman the king said once jitwan son of silina told me that organ of speech or vak is brahman yagavalka replied as one who in the childhood was instructed adequately first by his mother and then by his father and after that was initiated into sacred mysteries by a sage so has jitwan taught you the truth when he has said that organ of speech or vak is brahman then tell me about that person who cannot speak what could a person achieve without organ of speech or vak did he tell you about its abode and support of this brahman the king thought for a while and then replied no he did not the sage continued then you were partly taught o king you know about only one quarter or pada of this brahman the three other quarters or padas are missing so it will not produce any effect even though it is meditated upon the king asked please tell me about it o sage yagavalka continued the organ of speech or vak is its abode or body and antariksha of space is the primal cause of the universe it is the external support it must be meditated upon as intelligence so if a person who cannot speak nor has intelligence achieve nothing in this life or next so if a person is mute is brahman is intelligence so one must meditate upon this brahman as intelligence the king replied what is intelligence then is it the cause or effect is it different from the organ of speech like the body or its support the sage responded no the intelligence is not different from the organ of speech or vak through the intelligence a friend is known using this we can read and understand rigveda samaveda yajurveda atharva angirasa history mythology arts upanishads verses shlokas aphorism elucidations and explanations due to this organ of speech the spiritual effect of sacrifices offerings and oblations in the fire as well as giving food and drink to this world which is this life and next which will come after a departure from this life and all beings are known therefore o emperor vak is the supreme brahman it never leaves a person who meditates and contemplates upon it all beings come to him with offerings and being a god in this very life he attains god as his merge with them after his death the king was overjoyed to learn the explanation of organ of speech as brahman he announced immediately i offer you 1000 cows with a bull as huge as an elephant yagavalka smiled and nodded and said calmly my father told me that one should not accept any gift from a disciple without fully instructing him the power of vak both conceptualization and verbal expression of concept is a distinct feature of human being although many other species on earth use sound for communication 
the living organism who cannot produce sound can also communicate there is some kind of lower intelligence present in these organisms unicellular organism also communicate with respect to environmental cues nutrient level and with each other by releasing molecules to signal each other some organisms use pheromones for communication while other use tactile and touch based cues for communication higher organisms have power of sound to communicate along with other modes such as touch and emotions all these forms of communication are guided by intelligence and power of speech or vaak thus they aid in spreading the knowledge and information important point to note here is about the abode and support for organ of speech its support is the space or ether the body itself equivalent to space and the universe outside of it and the essence and everything innate in all that exist inside outside and everywhere it is the primal cause of the universe the sound or vaak arises from this deep space and our consciousness is the intelligence so it is the origin of vaak or organ of speech brahman the shabda brahman or nada brahman which is our innermost consciousness friends please note that shabda brahman has been philosophized in many ways and based on different school of thoughts i will not get into those concepts as of now next the king told the sage about the instructions he received from udanka son of sulba he told the sage that prana or vital force is brahman the sage thought for a while and then asked what happens to this brahman when a person does not live the vital force or prana is no more with that person then the sage asked the king if udanka had told him about this brahman's abode or body and his support or permanent resort the king replied negative the sage said o emperor you only know one part or pada of this brahman the vital force or prana is the abode and space or antariksha is its support it should be meditated upon as dear for our life is indeed very dear this primal vital force or prana is brahman when we breathe we live and when we stop breathing we die the prana or vital force allows us to live that's why the control of breath in yogic practices is paramount that's why breath holds such principle place in the practice of yoga yogic practices claim that this prana is the final cause for all manifested forces of nature why does an atom move and vibrate the science tells us that the atoms can only get trapped by the electrical attraction to the nucleus which is much weaker in ionized atoms is this the complete explanation scientist doesn't know but yoga practices say it is because of prana the vital force which produces vibration in an atom and is one of the expressions of energy of prana or the cosmic life principle the same prana appears as that power by which a germ of life works on the physical plane arouses motion in the molecules of its cells builds up a suitable structure repairs injuries and reproduces its kind it causes activity in protoplasm in a bioplasm or an aniba as well as in the highest man prana 
is also called Vishwa Prana, that the body seems to be formed only of five elements. It is itself underlying substratum as the ocean is to waves. The body is then really nothing but Prana as everything else in the realm of relative existence. Even the smallest particle of the cosmos is the universal life in manifestation. All elements of cosmos are rooted in prana, just as the waves are in total dependence upon the ocean for their very being. So everything cosmic and microcosmic depend on prana. The breath is also called prana, is the outmost and physical manifestation of prana. He who controls prana controls all, since prana is all. Prana is the force of life itself, but like the faculty of speech, has the space or ether as its origin and support. And as told earlier, our body is like a space, and prana is the only thing which keeps us alive. It is indeed most dear to us. Knowing this explanation of prana as Brahman, the king wanted to reward the sage handsomely with thousand cattle and a bull as large as an elephant. Yagavalka politely refused the reward and told him that he has been taught by his father not to accept any gift or reward unless the knowledge given is complete. Then the king told the sage that Barku, son of Rishna, had once told him that I or Chakshu or sight is the Brahman. Yagavalka replied that he has been provided only one part of complete knowledge. He asked the king what happens when one cannot see? Where is the Brahman then? What about the abode and his support? The king confirmed that Barku has not told him about these. The sage continued, I is the abode and undifferentiated ether or space is its support. It must be meditated upon as truth, for it is by the sight that objects are known. The king asked the sage, What is truth? The sage replied, The eye or chakshu itself is the truth. If someone is asked if he has seen with his own eyes, and if he replies positively, then it is deemed to be true. Thus, whatever we see through our eyes, using our sight is deemed to be truth. So, the eye is the supreme Brahman. The word Chakshu means both physical eye and the faculty of sight. The eye is meaningless if one lacks the faculty of sight, which means someone must see as far as possible to understand and judge things going around him. He needs to see all those things which are rooted in the space. So. We see the things which all reside in this space. Again on hearing this explanation of I or sight as supreme Brahman, the king wanted to handsomely reward the sage, and sage again refused the reward, giving the same reason as before. Then the king told Yagavalka about Gardhavipita from the lineage of Bharadwaja. He had advised the king that Shotra or hearing or ear is the Brahman. However, he didn't tell him about its abode and support. Yagavalka in reply told him that ear is its abode and undifferentiated space or antariksha is its support. 
as it must be meditated upon as infinite and limitless. Since the sound is carried by limitless space, thus hearing or Shotra is the supreme Brahman. As per some writings of Abbot George Burke or also known as Swami Nirmalananda Giri, there is a yogic aspect to this since the sound is a form of subtle inner hearing which is quintessential element in meditation. Thus working with sound in meditation we can access the limitless consciousness that is Brahman. After this Yagavalka again rejected the rewards from the king. The king told the sage what Satyakama Jabala told him. Friends, you must be aware of Satyakama. I have couple of episodes dedicated to him. Please do listen to them to understand the context. So Satyakama told the king Janaka that Manasa or mind is the Brahman. Yagavalka smiled and told him that he needs to understand it in totality. The Manas or mind is its abode and undifferentiated space or antariksha is its support. It should be meditated upon as bliss or happiness. The mind experiences happiness and it hover around through the space for happiness. With the mind, a man can fall in love with a woman. She is the cause of bliss. When after their union, a child is born from her and resemble the man and the woman, so they are the cause of this bliss. Manas or mind is the supreme Brahman. However, something to ponder upon. If a human, whether intelligent or not, can he or she be happy? What causes happiness? We all know, all of us as mind and if mind is supreme Brahman, then do all organisms with mind attain eternal bliss? Please do write to me about it some of my friends and listeners discuss with me on these topics. It is more of a research with more questions than answers. It's fun and engaging. Please do write to me at arghyathings at gmail.com Now coming back to the story. Then the king told Yagavalka about what Vidagda, son of Sakala, told him. We have discussed Vidagda's story earlier and also learned that his pride and arrogance killed him. Yagavalka was a bit sad on hearing about Vidagda as due to the war of words and his arrogance led him to his death. The king told, Vidagda told me that heart or Hridaya is Brahman, Yagavalka said, its heart is abode and undifferentiated space or ether is its support. It should be meditated upon as stability. The king asked, What is stability then, O Yagavalka? Yagavalka said, The heart itself is stability, for all beings find rest in heart. So, Hridaya is the supreme Brahman. After his barrage of questions and his clarifications, Yagavalka still did not accept any reward from the king. The king rose up from his throne and approached the sage. With folded hands, he bowed down in front of the sage and said, 
I bow down to you, O Yagavalka. Please teach me further. Yagavalka said, O my emperor, as a person wishing to go on for a long journey will arrange for a chariot or a boat, you two have fully equipped your mind with sacred wisdom of Brahman. Although are endowed with all the glories, as you have studied Vedas and heard Upanishads, you are but in the midst of fear of owing to the absence of self-knowledge. You are far from achieving the objective of life till you realize the Supreme Brahman. With all this outfit serving as a boat or a chariot, where you will go? When your soul departs from your body, what you will attain? The king said, I do not know, O sage, where shall I go? Yagavalka smiled and said, O emperor, if you do not know, then I will tell you where you will go. The king submitted, Yes, O Yagavalka, please tell me. Yagavalka said, The right eye of the Brahman is Indra, and he is indirectly called Indra. Thus you have attained the self called Vaishvanara. The human form that is in the left eye is his wife, Viraj. Both being objects of enjoyment, this couple is united in dreams. Their food or means of sustenance is the lump of blood in the heart. The food we eat takes two forms. The gross part is excreted and the rest is metabolized in two ways under the action of internal heat. That part of child which is of medium fineness passes through the successive stages of blood and nourishes the gross body made up of five elements. The finest part of the child is the lump of blood which penetrating our fine nerves causes Indra identified with the subtle body and called Taijasa. The three stages of consciousness are Vishwa which is the waking state engaging the gross and physical body, Taijasa, which is the dream state engaging the subtle body and Prajna, which is the deep sleep stage engaging the casual bliss body. Their wrap is like a net-like structure in the heart and it has numerous openings of nerves and it moves upward from heart and spills into thousand parts. In this body, there are nerves called Hita, which are placed in the heart. Through these extremely fine nerves, essence of our food passes as it moves on. The body of Indra, which is the subtle body, is nourished by this food and held fast as by a cord. The Taijasha is nourished by the finer food than Vaishwaranara. This Tejasha which is identified with the heart is supported by the subtle vital force and becomes the vital force. The sage of has first attained the Vaishwaranara and then Tejasa or self identified with the heart and after that self identified with the vital force or prana. East is the eastern vital force, west has the west vital force, south has the southern vital force, north has the northern vital force. Direction above the upper vital force and the direction below 
the nether is the vital force in all quarters of different vital forces the sage identifies them as stages with vital forces comprise everything this self is that which has been described in the scriptures as not this not this this is imperceptible for it is never perceived undecaying as it has never decays unfettered as it never feels pain and never suffers any injury o emperor now you have attained that which is free from fear after listening to these the king stood still for a few moments trying to gulp in the knowledge he received from the sage then he said o revered yagavalka may that which is free from fear be yours for you have made that which is free from fears known to us my salutations to you this empire of vidha is yours o sage and i am also at your service friends in reality the liberated person does not go anywhere but abides as self therefore let us strive to know the self and transcend all coming and going so in this story you may have noticed that yagavalka was offered 1000 cows and a bull as large as an elephant each time he presented an instruction to the king however he resisted and waited till the end of the instruction and at the end of the instruction he was rewarded with the kingdom of vidha and king himself as his servant so what does it convey in our life we also have many small wins but it is but is that our final victory no it is not we need to move on and keep on going and do our duties these small wins must not tarnish our pride we must not get corrupted with the small victories and wait for the final victory as we will be handsomely reward, rewarded don't think this reward as monetary gain or something but it is something much higher and greater in our corporate life we go through small battles every day battle of meeting the deadline battle of completing a functionality battle of winning a new deal battle of impressing our bosses and peers and so on do we must stop after winning one such small battle what will happen to other battles if we stop as we keep on and on with our small battles we gear up for a larger and bigger one and on being successful we are paid equivalently is it like a stock more you wait long term more you gain that was today's story my friend and now for today's questions question number 1 what did king janaka wanted to reward the sage with when each time he answered his query number 2 can you explain to me how vital force is supreme brahman number 3 what did the sage win eventually please email me your responses at my email address which is arghyathings@gmail.com until then 
This podcast was created on Hubhopper Studio. Start your podcast with Hubhopper Studio and get your voice heard across platforms like Spotify, Ghana, Google Podcast, Wink Music and more. Click on the link in the episode description or visit www.hubhopperstudio.com. Source content collected from various books on Upanishads such as Messages of the Upanishads by Swami Ranganathananda, Brihadda Aranyaka Upanishad by Swami Madhavananda, Eight Upanishads from Advaita Ashrama, Upanishads.org, Vedas and Upanishads for Children by Rupa Pai and several other write-ups and thoughts on Upanishads. Background music is sourced from various royalty-free music sources, Apple Loops, Internet Archives with non-commercial 4.0 international license. Om Shanti chants are from YouTube source Gaia Sanskrit. This podcast was conceptualized, scripted, narrated and audio designed by Argya Goswami and also co-narrated by Jinya Goswami.